Good evening, everybody, and welcome to my 20th episode. And I'm yeah. very, very excited because 20 episodes and the trifecta. Those that don't know, I love music. I love freestyle. I love TikTok. I love anything to do with music. And this time, in the past, I got DJ Wonder Rican, DJ Old School. And I feel like I got the last dagger, the last trifecta connection is powered by DJ Echo. So what's hey. up, man? What's up, man? What's going on? How's it doing? Now I'm excited to have you here. You're with your busy man. You you're also pretty much working and you're on the radio, correct? Yeah, man, you know, triple thread. And uh, I'm, I'm a professional working mobile DJ. So, uh, you know, and I, got, I still got a full-time job, you know what I'm saying? So I got a full-time family, wife, two kids. So, uh, you know, I'm just trying to, it's a balancing act, man. It, the life has become a balancing act of how to keep everything at the same level and, and make sure I prioritize everything and still make time for everything. And on top of all of that, make TikToks, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and, you know, just chill with my friends and have fun, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a big... I don't, I don't go clubbing. I don't go drinking. I like to watch my movies. You know what I'm saying? I like to watch my TV shows. And But, you know, I got everything, I got to balance everything out. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's just a balancing act. But I love it. I love it. It's, it's been fun, man. I, I can't. I'm one of those people that won't complain about the stuff that they've gone through in their life. Because every single thing that I've gone through, good or bad, has made me the person I am today. Broken relationships. Uh, cheating, backstabbing, um, failures. Oh, failures are such a part of it. Failures, falling down, all that kind of stuff. Like that's all a part of. That's all made me who I am today. You said a key word right there, failure. Um, sometimes don't people don't want to show people their failures. Sometimes people just only see sometimes the success. But I'm pretty sure under all that, you're saying that you do not only working, you're DJing, and then you're on the radio, and you had time to do this. Under all that, you must be very, very tired, and you know. I, I I say it all the time with my mom. She's like, "You better stop saying that." You know, I'll sleep when I'm dead, man. Like, it is just too much. There's too much stuff going on right now. Right, you know, especially right now, man. Like, for the last year and a half, my industry, the DJ industry, has been shut down. We've had nothing. We could, we can't. We, even if we wanted to, we can't go out DJing. Everything was illegal. Everything was shut down. Everything was, you know, what I mean. So. Now that everything is opening up, man, the calls are coming in. It feels good, bro. It feels so good, man, to, to get them calls. Hey, what are your rates? What do you charge? Hey, let's do this. Let's sign these contracts. Like, like I'm a professional, you know, I'm insured. I'm, I, I got contracts. Like, I'm an official, official business. There's no, no, no uh, games here. You know what I'm saying? I can DJ an event at 150 people, 700 people, or 35 people. And I'm going to bring the same intensity the same swagger, the same fire, because first of all, that's just the way that I've, 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 I've been raised to always give it hundred percent, but you never know who, you never know who's in the audience, man. And I've a lot of my, cause I don't do marketing. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have billboards. I don't have commercials. You know what I'm saying? I don't have, you know, stuff in magazines. 90% of my, of my gigs is word of mouth. Is somebody telling somebody telling somebody telling somebody, yo, DJ Echo is fire. Echo Entertainment knows what they're doing, all that kind of stuff. So that's why, like, 
every single event I do, I, I go into it. E- even, bro, even my lives on like TikTok, my, especially my lives on, on Triple Threat, like every single time I go in there, it's it's a yo, go. And I, that doesn't mean I'm going to, I'm not going to, you know, flop or mix a, miss a beat or, but I'm still going to give it 100%. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be dancing, I'll be jumping, I'll be mixing, I'll be, you know, I'm, 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 I'm one song's playing and I'm already three songs down the road. What I'm playing in three more songs and, I'm just excited, bro. I'm, I'm just you love this. Excited. You really, really love oh, I, this. I, I love, I love this, bro. I, I've been in music. I've been in music my whole life. I've, I've sang, I've been in choirs. I've led church services. Uh, I, I used to do gospel hip hop. You know, we traveled throughout the United States and in Puerto Rico and we won the McDonald's gospel fest for hip hop. And uh, we had albums. I, I went out and I did my own albums. I have three albums and, you know what I'm saying? And it's always been, it's always been a part of my life. Uh, I mean, you know, Judy Torres is my, is my sister and growing up watching her and, and just seeing her and, and, and what it could be, what that, what that lifestyle could be. It's always been a part of my life. It's always been a part of my life. I've never been afraid of it. Uh, I've never shied away from it. And, um, you know, once I, once I left um, doing gospel music, went right into DJing. I had so much, I've accumulated so much music throughout the years. I used to do like open mics and, um, you know, things like that. So I had all this music. I'm like, all right, well, I want to be involved somehow with music. You know, Was there any pressure with that? Knowing the fact that you have a sister that is also an artist as well too? No, just because of the fact that we're two different, two totally different genres. You know, I, I always, I always mess around with her. I always tell her I'm a better singer than she is. I've performed at some of her gigs. She had a song with Suave. He couldn't, obviously he can't come to all her shows. So I was like, well, you know, I could, I could, I could learn it. And um, I think I did maybe, I think three or four of her gigs where I was on stage with, you know, with my sister singing and she's had me come to her shows before. She's thrown me on stage before. Uh, she's actually had me and some of her gigs, like sing some of my gospel music. So like me and my sister have been like, forever like we've just we've just always had that same music mentality the love for music one of those she she introduced me to like opera classical music and and that just I think once that happened it just there was no boundaries to like what I wanted to learn from music not just harmonies tempo and 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 how could I like something I've never liked before like heavy metal was never my thing but I could see, I could see the joy in it. You know what I'm saying? I could, I could see why people like it. And there's some, some stuff that I'm like, you know what? That's, that's pretty dope. Country was another one. I just, it's not my thing, but the, I could respect the work that's, that goes into it. And that's big for me. I, I know how that feels. I've seen Judy, I've seen her, what she's gone through when she's been writing. And when I used to write my music, like I see that I respect it. So you know, the cheesiest or the easiest song you think is is for an for an artist to do. I respect what they put into it. I respect the process, the recording, the re-recording, the editing, and then the re-recording again, and then the re-editing, and then so just music has always been a part of my life. And you listen to the music, and you listen to the beats, and you listen to the harmonies, and I, I get lost in the music a lot when it comes to when I mix and like I really really get lost in the music. I feel like I'm floating sometimes, man. Sometimes the mix is just like, whoa, like, like it's just so disgusting. Like you feel like you're floating 
and it's just you can see the notes and you can see i mean you can see you know when the drop is coming you can see when you can put something in there and fade this out and and you know i mean it's just it's like you're you're creating something out of nothing it's like you're just built you're creating a melody i mean it sounds therapeutic to be honest with you i think when i think about recently just recently recently i was speaking to a good friend of mine and i haven't seen him since the pandemic since the whole thing started right and the first thing we were talking about he goes yo lj you love music so much i'm like why he's like i seen your tiktok you just love music and i'm thinking in my head do you think it's funny that i think djs are some type of like therapeutic like therapist when it comes to music like, like music yeah. therapy because it's like at late nights you, you used to do it at 12 o'clock or you still do it at midnight your music yeah, or not sometimes yeah so there were times that I couldn't go to sleep and I'll just put your music on and I'll just put your your lives on. And I'm like, yo, I feel good. I feel nice. Like I could ease myself into relaxing. Yeah. And, you know, whether my day was bad or busy or anxiety or tired, just when you listen to like that jam, like, oh, he did not just play that 90s song. Oh, he's yeah. bringing it back. And it just feel like, damn, it's like you're reading my mind. Yeah. And I think when it comes to everything we went through in COVID edition, when we're all locked down. DJs became our best friends. You bought the music online. And my question to that to you is, and I think everyone has a story. What is your story when it comes to who you are? Because I just, the last two, three minutes, all of, I just feel like I just felt your passion, that like you love music and you had a chance to sing with your sister. But my whole thing is, what's your story behind all this? What, what was the fire that led you up to say, continue this? Uh, you know, you're born and raised where? Bronx, New York. Bronx, uh, New York. I, yeah, Bronx. Then I moved up to Middletown, and I've been here ever since. Like I, I had like a quick stint in Jersey, but I've been in Middletown for the rest since like '92, I think. I've been in Middletown. So. And since and since then to now, like, like who are you? Like who behind all this music? Who are you? Like sometimes I don't like to go live on TikTok because I don't. I just feel like sometimes it's too much of a show. And I just want to be in the music. So I'll go live on my triple threat. And, and I love that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm dude, I'm just an I'm just an ordinary dude, man. I, I you know, I grew up, I grew up poor, single parent, raising five kids on her own, you know, six, seven different jobs. Um, in the Bronx, you know what I'm saying? We we uh abusive fathers, um, you know, drunkenness within you know you know, going throughout the, the, the family and domestic violence. You know, a lot of people know that that kind of, of upbringing. And, you know, Judy was the first to really, Judy was the, Judy, my, my sister and my brother, Judy's older, my Judy's my oldest. Um, and she was able to, the, the right baby of 18, kind of say, you know what, I'm, I'm done with all that. Uh, it's time for me to go ahead and make a name for myself. Uh, my brother, my older brother, Pete, went to Columbia College and, became a professor and a teacher. Now he teaches upstate New York. And we moved up to Middletown with my mom because, you know, my mom, I got to get them. I have to put them in a place for them to, for them to be able to succeed. I, I don't, she, she didn't think we could do it there. We had an opportunity to come upstate. She, again, you know, no money, man, no money. She worked five jobs, working for the school system uh, in the Bronx. And, and um, I mean, it was due to just felt like a week. She was like, all right, guys, pack up, we're leaving where we're going we're going on vacation no nah, we're going to middletown new york we have family that we will come up and visit them and stuff and um she was like yeah we're moving like i had just gotten into LaGuardia high school 
which if you know what LaGuardia is, LaGuardia is a performing arts school uh, in Manhattan, uh, like top notch. And um, I had just gotten in, I blew my, my, uh, my audition out the water. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, again, this is like what my sister was. I'm like, I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna make a name for myself. And then boom, we're going up to Middletown. Went to high school, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't have a college education, you know? Took some college classes, but I just worked, bro, I worked. And while I was in high school, I kind of started going to church, fell in love with the Lord. And that was, that was it, man. That was the, that was the, the fire that burned underneath me. You know, I, I started working with the youth and, and, and then I got into gospel hip hop. And back, like right now, you have people like Andy Minio and Lecrae, um, NF, a uh, bunch of guys that are doing, I mean, even, I mean, even Kanye tried it, you know what I'm saying? But um, you know, <laughs> back in the days, like back in the early, back in the 90s, the late 90s, gospel hip hop wasn't allowed in churches. They didn't, they don't want, they wanted nothing to do with it. And we had to, it, it had to only be like youth events, outdoor events. You're right. You know? Cause I'm trying to think right now, there was a planet rock with the revolution song. It was a, do you hear the revolution whoop? One of those. Oh, songs. that was Kurt Franklin. Kurt Franklin. Kurt, yeah. So that I remember cause my father, he went to church and these have right. youth uh, events and that was a catchy song. And that was for me personally, that was like the first, hip-hop musical lyric yeah. that caught my attention and then that was see back in the days that that was what mainstream hip-hop was which was kirk franklin type of do you want a revolution whoop, whoop. like but we used to do it underground like we were we were spitting bars and we were doing harmonies and all kind of stuff but it was underground because we didn't have social media back then uh we didn't have internet radio back then we didn't have the opportunities that these artists have right now it was record four songs, put them on a CD, on a blank CD that you get, the stacks of CDs, you know, write on it, you know what I'm saying? The name of the artist, the name of the Damn, song. Making me think of back in the days. And then, you know, and and at first it was, you know, giving it out to people because you want to make a name for yourself. Then then it was, all right, $5 a CD. And that kind of kind of pushed me in that direction, knowing that that was, that was my passion, man. Being able to um spit the word of god through the music that again that i've loved my whole life it's always been in my life bro i've done i've done plays i've done uh you know solo concerts talent shows uh i even tried out for america's uh what is it american idol? talent american idol, american idol? American idol right yeah i did the gospel music i did it for i think maybe seven years um three albums um say maybe like 2005, 2006, 2007, uh, we did it, the, the March for Jesus in Middletown, New York. And hundreds and hundreds of people marching in the streets, praising God and shouting his name. And um, so I just, I was like, yo, this, this is it. This is where I want to be. This is my life. And um, the one thing that I always, that I always said, and I tell people all the time is that God is not a, a chain. God is not a statue. God is a real being and you talk to him just like you don't have to come with him oh holy father uh, you know what i'm saying like it's a real person so i talked to him and i would say lord i love what i'm doing i love it with all my heart but the minute you tell me to jump out of this i'm done and you know after a few years you know it kind of took a you know being trying to being so involved took a little bit of like a little toll in my marriage and God was like, all right, listen, it's time for you to get out of it. 
that's it. It's time to move on. So um, I had accumulated so much music, my own music, other gospel artists. I was doing open mic nights and this and that. I had all this music, all this music. And I just felt like I, I needed to be back in, in, in music again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to. How long? How long were you out of it? How long did you take a break? Because you're just saying that I feel like when you say the word, it affects your family. I'm like, wow, you know, that happens to a lot of people when it comes to like something they want to do on the side. And you feel like you're you're using that time. But how long was that period that you you took time off? I think maybe it was about a a year, a little little bit over a year, because then I started doing the open mic nights. That was just once a week or once a month. I actually like the idea. I like that whole open mic thing. Yeah, it it was nice, bro. Listen, for for a while, even when I was doing gospel music, you know, you come across so much talent, man. Like so much talent out there and and all they need is a chance. That's the one thing that I didn't have when I was going through it. I had to like, I had to put my fingers in the dirt and I had to scrape for everything. And, you know, a lot of these kids out there, a lot of these people out there just need a chance. They just need a, a platform. So we wanted to do the open mics to give them that platform to say, listen, here's a microphone, here's the speakers, the stage is yours, you know what I'm saying? And it went well, and then it just kind of, again, all the music I accumulated, I was like, all right, you know what? Maybe DJing is what I want to do, you know what I'm saying? And I wasn't I wasn't starstruck about like guys like DJ Khaled and, and the, the big producers. I wanted the raw, the raw, the guys behind the scenes. You want who, the authenticness. You want the and, real thing. That, that manipulated the music, bro. They, they were able to change moods and atmospheres with just a twist of this or a knob this or a, a fade out of this. And again, man, I respected what they did. I respected what 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 time and effort they put into everything. I, I bought my first little tiny set. Um, I, my first DJing event was a friend of mine uh, and he passed away. He did, he, I, I DJed his anniversary. And I had a little tiny speaker, you know, a little, little 500 watt speaker and, and little tiny setup. And, and it just, it felt good, man. It just felt good. And, and I was just, I don't want to compare it to like, like drugs, but again, it was that I was so far away from you. I, I, I that, that high came back and I, and it felt great. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it right this time. You know, I wanted to be legit. So I, you know, opened my own business. Uh, got, you know, I'm, I'm insured and all that kind of stuff. And, and we built con- uh, contracts. And Sounds you know, like you, you could bring your own empire of records. Like, just listening to what you're saying, um, two things coming to my head right now. One, I think that open mic thing, I think it'll be wonderful. Maybe a Zoom mic where you yeah. go live and maybe get raw talent, young youth. I'm, I'm a, look, I'm an advocate for giving anyone a shot. All you need is one shot to build yeah. either momentum or be uh-huh. out there. But just hearing everything, it looks to me like you could build this. If it's like, I feel like you could build your own recruitment team of finding hidden talent. Yeah, man, I would love to do something like that, to be able to to to, to mold some of these young artists and, and give them the opportunity. That That is for somebody else to do. That's not for me to do. But I do what I can when it comes to, like I've put out TikToks. I did one in October, and I was like, listen, you know, I'm on a radio station. If you're looking to get your music to new ears, to new people, inbox me. Let's go, let's talk. And two of the artists that I'm like, I'm I'm crazy cool with now is Trish from Gata, who we were just friends. We were just TikTok friends, you know what I'm saying? 
uh, and then Carla de Puerto Rico, she also- I saw that. I saw that live that you had with her. That exactly. she, I saw and that. He was one of those people, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, and I didn't discover her. I, I want to, in both of their cases, no way did I discover them. But you're supporting but, them and giving them a platform where they yeah, can go and show their stuff. A little bit of extra, man. That's that's all it takes. And like I go, like I'll go on these like scouting trips on TikTok, bro. Like I'll go and I'll just I'll just go through and I look for singer songwriters and I look for rappers and I look for musicians and I look for you know singing groups and all this kind of stuff. And I'll listen again, same thing. I'm on a I'm a DJ on Triple Third FM radio. If you got something recorded and original. Let's talk, man. I'm not. I'm. You don't need to pay to play. There's no none. There's none of that. I'm not gonna pay you. You're not gonna pay me. Just get me the song. Let's work on a day to play it. Get it to me. I got 15 amazing DJs that I can give your song to, and they can use it not only at their events but on their lives. So let's talk. And we've gotten that. And one of the the newest shows on Triple Threat is DJ Hugo Boss's show called The Coffee House of Vibes, and that. That right there is that open mic night. That, that's what it is. He's he he has a show. He he brings in these artists who he's either found on YouTube or the two of us have scouted. And we just want to get again, we just want to be that. We want to be the platform. You know, before it was, I want to give them the platform. Now with Triple Threat FM Radio, I we want to be the platform. We want to be the ones to say, yo, you need to check this person out because they're amazing. And we've done that, bro. We've done that. We've done that. And I and I'm I'm proud of I'm proud of what we've accomplished. And I'm proud of to be the chance that I didn't have when I was up there, when I was doing my music. Oh, I was about to say that. I was like literally feel like you're doing I'm, this because there's a there's a story behind it. Listening to you, I feel like we there's a st- I feel like in, in all these shared universe, we all have a similar path. Um, this is what I was telling a few of my friends just yesterday alone. I was talking about Triple Threat Radio to a young 18-year-old young lady. She lives in the Lower East Side, and I just met her because I know her mother. Right. And she's like, I sing. I do a cappella. I do covers. But, you know, I sing in the bathroom. I sing wherever I can because, you know, that's you know that's the only space I have. And I'm like, yo, you just send me your stuff. I know Triple Threat Radio people were there. Do it. Life is short. Yeah. You know, just do it. And I think I got so motivated hearing that, that I'm always telling all my friends. Yo, you know someone who's wants wants a shot, <laughs> no money involved, no yeah, nothing, man. just straight up exposure. And I feel like this is what I learned a couple of months ago. I feel like in my world of social service, I work in social service. Right. I was a cocky, confident the guy that I could help anyone that comes to that door. I learned from my mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, I learned, but then with everything happened with COVID, I feel like how can I help people if I'm not able to leave my own home? Yeah. And that's where I got into this whole podcasting thing. And I got into this whole social media thing because there's people out there that could make, I feel like we're mentors out there. Just listening to you, I could definitely see that you're, you're definitely a mentor in the music world and the vibe. And I feel like if you were to, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if you tell me that you've spoken to people when they were in dark places and you motivated them up because that sounds that's the type of person that you mm-hmm. are. Just knowing the fact that right now you have a platform and a big team, like you just said, over 10 plus DJs that could motivate someone just playing their music. And I saw yeah. that live, matter of fact, of the of the of the young person that you played the music. And I thought that was great. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm pretty sure that probably sparked them. But is was that your always your goal now? Since you said that you weren't since you weren't able to do that, you want to open the doors for other people? When it 
when it comes to triple threat, man, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm again, you know, the, the, the main focus is always to get my name out there. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm, I'm a working DJ. I want people to know uh, about Echo Entertainment. I want them to know, you know, my social media. I want them to know that I could, that I'm open format, um, that I'm a mobile DJ, that, you know, you can book me and you don't have to worry about sound. Like I bring all everything, everything. You know, once once that's out the way, man, I I, I wanna. It's always it's always been, and it's something that God has installed me, it, it kind of put in my heart. Is first of all, always help. I mean, that's just that's something that my mom taught me. Somebody out there needs something. They need something, whether it's uh, a dollar to open a door, uh, to let somebody pass you in the car, like to always be in the moment and understand what's going on and understand that, again, like I said before, like there are artists out there who are stupid talented, bro. Like it's, it is a, it's, it almost, it almost upsets me that you got these amazing artists and because they don't have a management team and an agent and a, and, a, and a label behind them and they don't have money and this is that no one ever gets to hear their music bro and I can't I can't allow that to happen on my watch like if something comes across my my desk or anybody at triple threat and it is a really really good song man we play it it doesn't you don't listen I've played stuff that sounds like the dude just made it in his basement but if it's hot it's hot you can you can listen to it and you can imagine, yo, if he had a little backup behind him, man, that would be fire. But this platform that I have now, man, I, I wanna I wanna be able to not only give opportunities, but like give good opportunities, bro. Like j- just to say, like I know a lot of people, like a lot of the time I've been asked, like if I call somebody, I'm like, hey, I can play your music on triple threat, they're like, well, how much do I have to give? What? I mean, because it's it, it's what? And I, uh, let's be let's be real. Anywhere is all about money. When, when yeah, you think oh, about yeah. we, we think about music, you think about music, yeah. especially about playing music, is about money. Even when I have guests here, people ask me how much you charge, how much you give them. And actually, there was one time I actually asked a person who's not super well known in the social yeah. media world, but she was like, "Give me five hundred dollars, and I'll give you half an hour of your time." I'm like, okay, you know, sorry, I can't do it. I'm not like the other big, right. you know, productions that could do that stuff. But yeah. I understand it when it comes to money. When it comes to music, I think when it comes to collaboration, promoting stuff, I always feel like it's marketing and money. Right, right. And, and, and but you're offering this for free. That's that's all it is. I, it, it's just, listen, like we're, we're Carla. Like automatically, bro. Like we talked. I said, hey, she she friended me and she was like, hey, I, I saw the post um, about the new music. I'm an artist at NYC. We jumped on Instagram immediately. We started talking back and forth. She sent me her stuff. And I mean, I, again, I, I didn't discover this girl because she's 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 doing good with her team. She's established. I, but dude, man, she's so talented, man. And, and she's so humble and her team is so humble, man. And I just want to help give them a little bit more. An extra boost of confidence that that's first. So you were, were you her first person that played her music? So I don't, I don't know the extent of how far she went, but as for um, like radio play, I think we were the first ones to do that actual radio play because all of our DJs jumped on that track. Myself, uh, Wonder Rican, 
Inferno, Extraordinaire. Like we all jumped on this music and we were all playing. And anytime, anytime, like I dropped to like the 95 BPM, automatically Carla's in there. Like automatically her song, Una Vez Mas is in there. You know, so automatically like, and I'll, I'll even, I'll even mess with, I'll even slow down the music just so I could get it back down there. Just because like, I just feel like there's some people who should be, should be getting on the, like the billboard charts and this and that. And she's definitely one of them. You never know who's listening. You never know. And, and, and I tell people all the time, yo, yo, go and, and support, go and support, go on iTunes, all my interviews. As soon as you're done with this, as soon as I'm done with this, you're done with this interview and you're done listening, go on iTunes and go support that person. You it's, know the background of this. That's why you know how this is. You know the whole yeah, background to yeah, this. So I, and let me. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It really tell me, is tell tough. me right now for a listener, someone who, let's say if someone right now is listening that wants to be a young, inspired artist, what are the do's and don'ts you think that advice you would give that brand new person right now that has talent, doesn't know what to do with it? Stop listening to people that want to see you be famous. And listen to the people that want you to succeed. Two different things. Break it down. Two, two different things. To succeed means, as a musician, as, a, as, as, a, as an artist, with me, I never wanted to be famous. I just wanted to succeed with what God had given me and what God wanted me to do. God wanted me to go out on the streets, and we did. We went to Newark, New Jersey. Uh, we were in the 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 and we were in the boroughs, of NYC. We were in Newburgh, New York. We were in the streets of Puerto Rico. Um, you know, we were on the streets of Florida, the streets of Massachusetts. Like that was success for me. That was my success was to do His will because that's what I was in it for. That that's all I was in it for. And it wasn't about being famous. Sure, that would have been cool just because I see people like the Craig and Andy Minio and NF and all these guys. And I see that they're doing these massive shows and, and that would have been great, but that's not what God wanted. For me. God wanted me to go to the streets of Bayamón in Puerto Rico and say a rap that's about to change this little boy's life. Just one. All this could be just for one person, but that was the success. You know what I'm saying? Stop surrounding yourself with people that want you that that want you to be that want to see you be famous, and put people around you. I mean, put people around you that just want you to succeed and succeed in what you want, not what they want. I like that, and I actually yeah. do like what you said that don't surround yourself with people that want to see you famous. Surround yourself with people people that want to become successful. That's been a while. I feel like I heard that years ago. I don't know, man. To me, fame is the fling. Success is the marriage. Fame is the one night stand. To be successful, that means that you're accomplishing what you want and you're sustaining. To me, that's the marriage aspect of it. It may take your whole life to get to that point, but when you get there, it's the best feeling in the world. I'm not there yet. I, I've, I appreciate the successes, but I'm not where I want to be yet. I want to see triple threat truly blow up man I, I want us where one of our biggest um goals is to be on Sirius XM you know what I'm saying like we want to we want to be on nice that's one of our our, our big goals um I want to see new artists get out there man like that's to me that's it really means a lot man because again like when I was out there bro I had nobody 
nobody, bro. And you feel like you feel so alone out there, man. It's and it's tough. And now obviously we didn't have social media. I mean, we kind of have MySpace, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's like we didn't have the stuff that we didn't have SoundCloud and MixCloud. Again, we didn't have internet radio, we didn't have MP3s and you know, uh, USB drives, everything was cassettes and CDs. And I mean, so it's easy, it's it's easier to make music, but it's still just as hard to get it out there, man. You know what I'm saying? And e- even though it's accessible, man, still, you know, you got all these platforms like YouTube and Mixcloud and SoundCloud and uh, even TikTok, bro. Listen, I, I've, I've come across some amazing talent on TikTok where it's like, yo, where you been hiding? Where you been hiding? You know, it's still just as hard, bro. It, it, that that never goes away because I think it's always, harder. I think it's harder if you think about it. No more, never. You always go against people who have the money, who have the connections, who have the looks, bro. You, it, it's you know, listen. It's always it's the same stuff. It's the same stuff always, man. Listen, I'm a fat Puerto Rican. Like, who the heck's gonna sign me? You know what I'm saying? But if I had the opportunity, bro, you just you just never know. So that's why, you know, when it comes to, to, to triple threat, that's, I know that's, that's what I would like to, I would like someone to one day to be like, you know, I was, I was making my music and I was going out there and it, and it wasn't until, you know, I had my music playing on triple threat or FM radio and that's where it took off. And to, to hear somebody say that one day, whew, I, mean, I felt what you just said right now, because for like about a month and a half i took off from doing any type of social media stuff nothing like no like not, i mean tiktok nothing just come with to take a break from it yeah a mental drain and i felt you know what why am i doing this like why am i doing i felt like i was losing my itch like i'm alone i know people that have four or five people teams of podcasts yeah. that want to do editing music cover page and i'm like damn it's just me on youtube yeah you know, I'm fortunate that I have a gentleman who actually gave me like the intro sounds. His name is C Notes, who right. who's, who gave me about three or four. And I'm like, wow, blessing. And then the young lady one day just say, you know what? I make your cover art. That's all it took. And I think that's yeah. all it is about connections and building yourself around people that have other talents. And I think now that I'm back, it just motivated me because knowing there's other people like you, DJ Wonderican, your whole triple threat FM radio that make differences and want to make a difference the same way I do. I don't care if yeah. I only have 10, 20, 30 people that listens to this, but I get good compliments. Yeah. I make people's day. I make people laugh. But my goal one day is, like I said, I just, I love this. I'm not scared of it. I'm a fat yeah. Spanish dude too. You know, <laughs> you know, people be like, yo, why don't you have more followers on, on internet? I'm like, well, cause I'm not chasing followers. I'm just throwing whatever's out there. You know, if I want to go followers, I just start following random people. You know, when it when it comes to TikTok, bro, like I, I've the I've started I've stopped chasing the followers. I put out what I put out, and I don't do follow for follow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't do that stuff. Like TikTok has done for me what it's done for a lot of other people, which is entertain them in the midst of all this craziness. I've always wanted to stay true to myself. I do the comedy sometimes. I do inspirational stuff, you know, gospel stuff. But 90% of it is music-based. You know, we've talked about uh, the, the, the mashups that I do, the, uh, the, the challenges that I do, the contests that I do, man, because 
I'm a DJ. I don't, I don't come out. Listen, I'm not trying to, I'm not a thirst trap. I'm not trying to gain women. I'm not trying to have women Google over me and, and oh my God, you know, I'm not, listen, I'm not DJ Wonderica. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, be careful. DJ Wonderica may come after you with that. I know, I know, I know. That's why, that's why nobody messes with that dude. You know what I'm saying? But listen, man, I, I have a wife. I got two daughters, man. Like I'm one day, and, and my, my oldest daughter, she has friends that follow me on TikTok. So she sees my stuff. You know what I'm saying? How, how can I teach her to be a certain way when I'm out doing some just craziness, man? I, I just, I, I've, I've, a long time ago, man, I, I stopped. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do me. And if it pops, it pops. If it don't, it don't. Listen, I could, I'm okay with 100 views. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm okay with 15,000, whatever it is. But the content I put out is the content I put out. You it's know true. It's you. It's you. That And that's all you're going to get, you know? And, and some people are like, oh, well, you know, can you do it? I don't, listen, I, I go, when it comes to, to anything, especially on TikTok, man, listen, I'll, I'll be supportive, as supportive as, as I can. You can't tell me what I'm supposed to do. I, I do what makes me feel, feel, feel happy. I do what's fun. You know, I haven't been doing lives on TikTok lately because it's not fun. You know what I'm saying? I, to go on there and spend two or three hours and have five people in the room is just, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it just hasn't been that way. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I do what's fun, man. I, I And if I like your content, I'll follow you back. TikTok is TikTok, man. TikTok is not real life. Because at an end, it could be gone like this, man. We Listen, Trump, Trump almost took it away last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to just restart TikTok all over again and be myself all over again. Like, I love the music. I love the follower. Like, I'm all about positivity and being around positive energy. And I told myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to recreate an old, whole brand new TikTok. I don't care. And just put out my favorite quotes and my favorite stuff that I think is meaningful to people. No, I think, you know what? And before we continue, I want to say first things first, happy birthday. Because those that don't know right now, it's officially your birthday. So happy birthday. And like I said, I appreciate you for even doing this a few hours before your birthday. So it shows that, you know, you're a true character. But let me just get the next steps. I do have some questions that some of my followers send me about you. And, you know, I want to answer it. I want to, you know, do the Q's and A's. Question number one. If you were to do one, work with one freestyle artist, who would it be? You cannot use your sister. Okay. So. And my sister knows this too. I have, or I have had, I, I have had the biggest crush in the world on Cynthia, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That would me be too, too. I, mean, I, 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 got, I would love to meet her. She's on my bucket list. Dude, you know. I've, she, and she's told her before. And, and again, this is, this is like when I was younger, it was always the cute, you know, the cute kid, da, da, da. But I mean, you know, I when Judy Judy did a live with me uh, last September, and um, and we made mention of that. I, I know I know that it got to Cynthia, and I, I was listen. I know that things there. I'm married. She married. And just something. This is something cute, and you know something that that's always been like that. I, I always I always bother my sister like that with that because it's like it's like those are her work friends. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't want to mix her work friends with <laughs> her family. Okay, uh, but. I, I, listen, I, I I would love to work with Cynthia. I, I respect the heck out of her voice. Um, I've kind of worked with Arlene from Leather and Lace. She interviewed me, so I guess that works a little bit. 
Um, but I mean, K seven would be Cynthia K seven. I mean, that would you know that would be that would be it right there. Question number two. I see that you wear a lot of Star Wars gigs, and you actually have a tattoo of Star Wars. Matter of fact, who's your favorite Star Wars character, and why? Han Solo, sir. That's really easy. super easy. Han Solo. I he do this. He is the realest. The realest. He he's known who he was from the first episode to the to to the day that he got stabbed by his son. What's up with that? Spoiler alert, just in case anyone you know, didn't they, see it. Listen, if they haven't seen it, then I don't, I don't know what's up with y'all. So just now, since I want to ask a follow-up question to that, which is your favorite all-time Star Wars movie? Tell me your favorite and then tell me your worst. I would say Return of the Jedi. I think Return of the Jedi would be my best. I loved Rogue One because they didn't get stuck with the the, not love, the narrative or the trend of of where star wars started to go and it was just so pure bro the, the rogue one was so pure and it was to the point and they didn't they didn't like they didn't shy away from how like it was a great movie but like the main characters again another spoiler the main characters die you know what i'm saying because they're supposed to die that's the whole thing you know what i'm saying so those i mean return of the jedi was always was always my joint it's always been my joint um oh worst worst yes give me your worst because that's like i think episode one bro you i mean wasn't that like a, a building a platform though like episode one but you know what you know what it is <sighs> It it was it was building it was building a platform for the first three episodes. You already knew four, five, and six, and and then we had this conversation. Me, um, Wonderican, and uh, you know Hugo Boss. You look at the graphics and you look at the acting and you look at what they did, the animatronics for four, five, and six. And although it was, although it was ahead of their time then. Everything was still dark and dingy and dirty and and it was like raw. And then you get to like episode one, two, and three, and everything is shiny and happy. And it's just like, ah, oh, come on, like this. You know is what? Not- you, should, you should start doing some movie reviews. Maybe you should do we some. Do, we do. We do. We have. We do uh, every week. Um, Thursday. Let me know because let me know because I'm a. I mean, I'm a diehard review when it comes to yeah, movies. We, but we did a. Uh, we did Star Wars the first. Well, first of all, we did. It was funny. We didn't even plan this. We started talking about Titanic and how there should be a part two, and we were going nuts. We were going nuts. It, was, it was funny. So then we were like, "All right, well, this is fun. Let's try it again." So we did Star Wars, um, and then we did Mortal Kombat 2021, and then this week uh, we're doing Kong versus Godzilla. And then from here, I think the three of us are gonna pick Mr. H2. He's one of the the He's like our, our like our tech mastermind behind Triple Threat. So each of us is gonna pick a movie and we're all gonna like dissect it and this and that. But um yeah, I think I think one, I don't know. I you know, it, it's great when they have like these big franchises, but then they bring in new directors and they just change the way things are. And that's why I liked I liked Rogue One because it was it was like a standalone movie. It was by itself. 
and but it, it held the pieces to everything. But it still was like epic on its own. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, episode one was I think my worst. I didn't like I didn't like Kylo Ren and and Ray. I didn't I didn't like where they went. The action was good, not gonna complain. It was great to see um, you know, uh Carrie Fisher, you know, before she passed. And um it was great to see Chewie and Han Solo again. Uh, but I just didn't I didn't I don't know, I didn't I didn't like I like the Mandalorian, you know what I'm saying? I like I like that they're gonna do the the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um but yep. That, that that gets my thumbs down. Episode Jeez, one. That would that that question, <laughs> that question went deep. Another question is, what would you say is the most rewarding part of being a DJ? At my DJing gigs, man, just the faces, seeing people dance, and the happiness, and and that part of it, yes, is is seeing the faces, seeing them happy, and the dancing, and the joy, and the, the cheering, and the, the dancing. And there's so much. There's so much you could tell about a person and how they dance and to see couples together and, and you can see what one person feels for another person as they're dancing. And you can see the stories going on, whether they're in the middle of the story, the end of the story, or the story is just starting. You can see these stories start on the dance floor because when you're dancing with somebody, you can kind of, there's, there's this, there's this give, give and take. There's the talking, and you say something, and I come in, and I and I say something. And we're dancing, so um, that that is to me that that's the most rewarding thing when it when it comes to that stuff is is seeing people have a great time, man, and people enjoying themselves, and and they got they had a good time on the music that I was playing. Here's another question. I think I actually like this question. What is your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it? Hmm. My biggest failure when it comes to music, comes to DJing, I think my biggest failure was listening to other people on how they were successful. Oh, you have to be able to do this. You have to charge this much. Uh, you have to get this piece of equipment. You know what I'm saying? There are DJs out there that say, oh, um, if, if you don't scratch, you're not a DJ. I guess, I'm like, I guess I'm not a DJ, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was listening to them and buying equipment and changing the way I look and changing the way I do this and changing the way I do that. And you you do that and it puts you in a place and you're like, I don't know anybody. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, when, again, you know, my, my business is built on reputation. My business is built on, on word of mouth. And when somebody sees that, that you don't know what you're doing, that's a problem. And I had, to, I had to step back from that and say, listen, I don't mind taking advice, but if it's not me, I'm not going to do it. Who are the three people in your life that influence, influence you the most to this day? I have to say, I have to say my mom. I'm a big time mama's boy. She's the strongest person I've ever known. Not even just a woman. She's the strongest. My mom is gangster. My mom, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick story. We're in the Bronx, right? And, you know, there's, there's feuds between blocks, streets. You know what I'm saying? It's not like east side, west side. It's like, we, I used to live on Marion Avenue. And there were people that used to, there was another kind of rival group that lived on, um, 
Decatur Avenue, which is a, is a block down from us. So they would come up and they would bother us. And it, it wasn't the adults, it was the kids, the kids that had the problem. You know what I mean? So we didn't do nothing. We, we would go outside. As soon as the sun come up, we're outside playing football, kickball, stickball, uh, red light, green light, one, two, three, manhunt, kick the can, whatever. You know what I'm saying? We were out there all day. Um, they would come up and they would mess with us. And they came up one time and they really did a number on us. You know what I'm saying? It was more than just kind of teasing us. They kind of knocked around some of our kids. And so, you know, my mom, you know, the lights went on. It's time to go upstairs. So I go upstairs and she's like, what happened? Da, da, da. Yo, she's so gangster, yo. She was like, you guys stay here. Yo, she took a machete. Went downstairs, rollers in her hair, bathrobe on. And she went down there yelling, don't you ever mess with my kid, yo. That's, that, that's just straight New York City. That's, that's really? straight love. That's, mother, that's motherly love. Yo, she and she's a tiny woman, bro. She's like five foot nothing, yo. She's a tiny woman, but she's just a, a firecracker. And she's, again, like she raised us. She raised us with morals. Um, and even now, like even now, she's still like, if I say something that she don't, she's like, don't say that, puppy. Don't, don't say that. Like, all right, mom, fine. Oh, fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, like she still, it hasn't stopped, man. And she's still, she's still just going at it, man. And so she's, she's number one. Um, I, I would say my pastor, Pastor Joe McKelvey, um, just because I learned, I learned the Bible through his teachings, you know what I'm saying? And um, I learned everything. I learned everything through, through, through going to church, you know, and um, he was a father figure to me, you know, and, and uh, taught me how to be respectful and how to be. So I, and, and when, when I did my music, I would give him a, a, a preview of the album and I would say, Hey, can you listen to it? Let me know if, what you like and what you don't like. Now, pastor Joseph McKelvey, he's a five foot two white Tennessee preacher twang and everything. Hello, how you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and he's listening to my gospel hip hop and it just, um, and then I, listen, when it, when it comes to, because the music is such a part of my life, it has to be my sister. Like, it, I don't know if you've ever been able to see her one woman play or seen it. I don't, I don't know if it's online. I'm of, um, but just to see, and hear what she went through to get what she wanted is inspiring to me. She opened my eyes. Oh, we, you know, we talked about it. She opened my eyes to so much music. She, a lot of how comfortable I am on stage and in the public, I am because of her. Because when she's on stage, she's talking to the crowd like if they've known each other for 15 years. How you guys doing? Like, that's just the way it's been. Like, she's always done that. And she's she's never been, yeah, dude. My my sister's the queen of freestyle, man. She could walk around with a diamond chain necklace with a crown, and she is. She could do that, but she's so humble, bro, and she so loves. Dude, I don't. For for those for for you and and for those that are listening, man. If if you are a fan of my sister Judy Torres, man, she absolutely appreciates you and loves you. And that has been the, that and how she is on stage and how she is under pressure, man. My, my sister is 
she's she's definitely somebody that that has molded and influenced my life and um i appreciate everything that she's done for me and she's she may be the queen for you and for people out there but she's just my older sister man and she's just amazing i mean that's deep i feel like yeah it, it, it it's it's amazing because you would think that being her siblings there's more pressure on you because you know being, being connected but it, it's like when i saw your live with her and i forget that it was just fun it was like brother and sister like oh shoot it's just like you know what it is i don't i don't get like when when and i respect like i've gone to her shows and i respect that she's that she's there she's the you know she's the act and this and that but i don't change the way i am with her like i don't i've never done that she's never done that with me like she's never been like hey Seuss, i don't have any time for you like you know what i'm saying like I've always been the, the younger brother and me and her have always had a bond because of music. And she's just, uh, I'm telling you, bro, she's just, she's, she's like that all the time, man. You guys, you see how she is on stage, man. And she's just like that all the time. No, oh, yeah. I learned about her music because my father's a, a really big fanatic. He had all her CDs and all her tapes, like one of the, her like favorite CDs and even in um, records. So that's how I learned about the music, but that's what is amazing that like when I think about it, like, Oh, that's, DJ Echo sister, it's cool. Small world. Yeah. So I, that's why I look at it. But yeah. and I appreciate and you. It, it's it's funny, like it's like because everyone, everyone, you know, everyone says that I'm part of this the freestyle DJ thing, and like I, I didn't I didn't get into freestyle until TikTok, like mixing freestyle. Like I didn't, uh, and I didn't know about freestyle music if it wasn't for my sister. I've personally, I've never been a fan of the music. I've just, I just wasn't just, be, you know, you know what it was is because, oh, those are my, again, those are my sister's work friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are my sister's work friends, you know? Um, and I just, it wasn't, I was like at that weird time where I was like, I was in that era, but I wasn't. And I was more into like hip hop and this and that. And I didn't gain a love and a respect and an appreciation for it. Until, until, until I came to TikTok, man, until I saw the community and I saw the impact that my sister and, and Giggles and Cynthia and TKA and Suave and all these other artists, man, I, to see the impact that they have on so many people, it's just not music, man. Like, freestyle music is like, it's like the, it's like a soundtrack to so many people's lives. Like, yeah, this, I mean... like it's like you can listen to a song and i've said this on my last you can listen to a song and it brings you back to a memory it's not a lot of music in this world that does that to people you know what i'm saying i like to end my show all the time with your favorite motivational speech that you enjoy the most so all right so i'm gonna give it to you right here can you see let's see if i get the light so it it's, says it's your tattoo count it all joy what, what does that mean James 1 2, it's in the Bible. Uh, it's counted all joy. Dude, I've seen people crumble away and fade away when they let things get to them. They let depression get to them. They let hatred get to them. They let the, the dark times get to them. Joy and happiness. And I mean, that's just, that's what my life is, man. I, it's been my focus, it's been the driving force to always be happy to uplift people around me, to encourage people around me, to, to be the best person that I can be, to be the light in every situation, because I know that there's so much 
there's so much darkness out there, bro. There's so much darkness out there. There's so many people that feel that they're alone, that they're alone in that darkness, man. And whether it's me talking right now, somebody could be listening and this could lighten, this, this could brighten up their day. They can go on my live. That could brighten my their day. You know what I'm saying? They could listen to my music from back in the days. That could brighten their day. They could see a TikTok of mine. That could brighten their day. They could see me in the street with my daughters. That could brighten their day. Again, holding the door open for somebody, letting somebody cut me off on the highway. Like, I just, I just feel like there's no room for that other stuff, man. It's just, it, it engulfs so many people, man. And you see it, you see it on social media, you see it in real life, man. People get so engulfed in that darkness, man. And it's, it's almost impossible for them to come out because they built such a, they built this, this, just this hole that they just keep digging and digging and digging. And then it gets darker and darker and darker. And then I, I just can't, I can't allow that in my life, bro. I have, I have too much that I've, that I've, that I've done that I'm responsible for. You know, I have a, a, a beautiful wife of 16 years. We're going to be um, celebrating 17 years in July. Um, I have two daughters. One's about to be a teenager this year, man. And I just, I got to be the light, bro. I got to be the light. That's just, that's what it is, bro. I got to be the light. There's no room, no room to be the darkness, bro. There's so much of that everywhere you go. Got to be the light. Count it all joy. I, I, I like that. I like that. It sounds. It's, it's, I feel that. Right. But man, I do thank you so much. I feel like I got to know another side of you. And, and people think that when I interview people, it's just to know more about the careers and all that. But you, you know, we're people. We're human beings. We, we all go through something. The same thing as everyone else. I'm not just a thirst trap, bro. I got feelings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we all got feelings, man. <laughs> so, but but listen, bro. I want. I want to. I want to. I want to thank you, man, for real, honestly, man. Thank you so much. We've been trying to do this for a while now. And, and um, you know, I got, it's kind of cool that I get to be the first person I'm talking to on my birthday, man. I respect you. Yeah. I respect the platform that you have, man. And uh, you're a good dude, bro. LJ, for real, you're a good dude, man. And, and uh, I'm glad that we got this, um, to, you know, that we got to do this and, Anything I could do to help help you out, bro, like the same thing, bro. You know how it is, man. Anything I could do to help you to get get the podcast going or whatever, bro. You just you let me know, man. Let I appreciate know. you. Like I say, you have any you have ideas. You're very strategic. So if you ever need some speaker out there or some talk show host in the near future to help you guys out, let me know. Cause thank you. What you guys have is just amazing. And yeah. the door is there, man. So I want to thank you once again. And I want to thank anyone that's listening. And keep in mind, I'll put your hashtag. I'll put your email. I'll put all the information you have and all the clips that you gave to shout outs. I'll definitely have them here for you guys. Once again, have a good night. Take care.